And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. I almost forgot that it was Friday somehow. Friday, July 21st, 2017, all day today. Welcome to Side B. <laughs> Tech support. Tech support for this week. Uh, miraculously, despite uh, having forgotten until only about two hours before uh, the cast went live, put that up. One job. Posted it. I know one job, and I've and I'm I've almost ruined it. Put it everywhere, socials, and we got loads of questions, so we're good. The community's got got my back. Keep me up when I'm when I'm messing it up. But we've got lots of questions to to uh, get to and answer. Uh, and uh, we'll let we'll we'll let uh, we'll let panic pick uh, the first question or two because I know I know panic is on a timeline before he has to head out this evening. So if we can't get uh, get this all done before he needs to head out, then we should get his his choices in first. So I'll let you I'll let you start this one off, sir. Um, I'm actually going with the first question because it's kind of relevant to stuff we talked about last week and also a passion of mine. This is from Ooh. Geminaga. Did you guys ever get into board slash tabletop games, e.g., Warhammer? If so, do you have a favorite? Ooh. Um, like, uh, even including this regular strategy board games and stuff. I'm gonna yeah, you know, I got into Warhammer for a very short period of time when I was like 12 years old. It was like just before I moved on to Adam Street. Um, I played a bit of Warhammer, and it wasn't so much playing the game. It was more of building those little warriors and painting them. Uh, that was miniature that, painting. Yeah, that that was the fun part to me. So I didn't. I did play a little bit. There was um. Uh, an old, I actually think it, it's still a thing. Uh, Strange Adventures. W- w- there was like a an old comic book store, and in the back they had like a huge area where they had a big table, and you could bring your own shit there, and you could have battles with people and stuff. So I did that a little bit, but uh, it didn't last too long because it was really expensive, and my mom, uh, well, we didn't really have the money to be buying all kinds of these things and it was always just cheaper to do pokemon cards so that was that's about as the stent of my uh my board game or my tabletop life you yeah i didn't know war i didn't really i played fucking monopoly that doesn't even that's not even the same like count. idea here so like, not and that's what like I mean. Settlers of Catan or anything like that. No, like when I was when I was a kid, there board games. I no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't really play much of it. I didn't know anyone else. I think it was part of the problem is I didn't really know anyone else that was into that kind of stuff. Like board games for me, like I just said, are like the the ones that the generic shit that everybody plays when they're growing up. Like the the uh, like. Um, Trouble and 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 uh, Monopoly and and uh, you know the the the, the standard Scrabble the standard shit Sorry. right like the yeah like stuff like that I wasn't I wasn't really into the into the other things and and it's probably for a number of reasons other than the fact that um, I didn't know anyone else that was really into it uh, the cost of 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 that stuff was always so crazy that it just was never going to be a thing. I would be choosing between that and video games, and I was going to choose video games every oh, yeah, single yeah. time. So, <laughs> as a kid, so uh, so no, I didn't really have anything into it, and only just like we talked uh, talked about before, only in the last year have I delved into any kind of D and D stuff. So I've I've got 
very little experience now. I know more people now, obviously, that are getting into it, and board games of that, you know, genre or that type of board game um, has been making a bit of a comeback, or not even a comeback, but it's spreading, I guess is a better way of of saying it, where more people that would never have gotten into that kind of thing, it's becoming more of a a deal. Like the board game cafe shit is getting more and more uh, of a popular concept. So, you know, board games in general, my next door neighbor has like a bajillion freaking board games. It's endless and and they play magic and they play like a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, So I know more now that I'm older, but at the time I didn't. And so I never really got into it. Oh, okay. So that's a misjudgment on my part. I thought you'd be all over that (laughs) shit. No, not at all. Seems like the type. Um. I have, I mean, I'm not as hardcore as my brother. Like, my brother used to not do some of that stuff, but other than, like, D&D, and then all of a sudden he picked it up. I've played a bunch of strategy games, like Settlers of Catan is one of my favorites, um, um, Ticket to Ride, and those kind of, like, high strategy games that you just play on a tabletop with a couple of friends. Um, in terms of miniature games and, like, tabletop, I've only really done D&D. I've never picked up Warhammer, even though I've always wanted to, but kind of like Jeff said, it's expensive like get in and be able to feel that um i have actually picked up um this game came out relatively recently a couple of years ago called x-wing miniatures um and it's pretty Ooh, much somebody in the in in my community on the stream uh, is super into into that shit. uh squishy is super into that um mm. also he like squishy actually just recently won a championship but it's pretty much it's like it's like a hybrid so it's kind of you have all the miniatures and you can play it on any tabletop and it's just got like little rulers and stuff to move everything around and very basic rules that are very easy to pick up. The thing I liked about it was you don't need to dump a lot of money into it. You can paint the models if you want to, but all of them come in pretty decent um, set shape already. They all look good. Um, and for like, you know, 50 bucks, you can play, you, you can play, you know, and I have about maybe $200, $300 worth of stuff. And that's enough for me and like two or three of my friends to make like a whole day of playing out of and I don't need to buy anything else all set and for me it's pretty fun so like that's my current game I'm playing so check out X-Men yeah. Adventures yeah that's uh, I know I know uh, a couple of people that are into that uh, that it's game. surprisingly and easy to get into we like we tried it and my buddy was like this is actually a lot better than I thought it would be and I was like yeah this is this is just easy to play You you set up you go and then you're done you know, it's like 20, yeah. 30 minute games. Simple. And the models are badass. And you got Star Wars yeah. ships, for God's sake. It looks fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's also a pretty good a pretty good hook. I started seeing uh, stuff uh, at the last game store here in Halifax. Uh, this uh, X-Wing stuff. Yeah, they have like to tournaments up. in all the stores. And they have like a whole thing where like the actual company will sponsor tournaments across all like gaming stores. And the, the mm. gaming store's like, oh, I want to throw a tournament. The spot, like the company, will just be like, oh, here's the thing you can use to help run it, and it includes like the prizes. Like the prizes are actually like ruler sets that say, you know, you won like a store championship, and then they have like you know qualifiers and stuff for regional things. So like they're they're, they're supporting it. It's pretty cool. It's just nice because yeah. most tabletop games take like six seven hours to like get a good full game in, or you know, a couple hours. This one's like 30, 40 minutes. You know, you're done. You can move on, or you can play another round. It's all different. Yeah, Not I would love to. I would. Uh, 
I, I, I just, uh, as much as I would love to get into that stuff, I know if I got into it, then uh, it would just <laughs> chew up way too much of my time. I'd be fucked. I, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be the guy that would sit down and spend untold hours painting shit. And, I'll bring and it just, up when I come to Halifax next time. Yeah, no, like I'd be, I'd be screwed. I'd, I'd never do anything else with my time. I'd just be, I'd just be messing around with that stuff all the time. And and Nova um, Squadron. I, I just, yeah, I just, I just liked appreciating that stuff from a distance because there are some people that are ridiculously good at painting those miniatures. Like it's amazing to see what people are doing with them. Uh, and uh, oh man, what's the guy's name? One of my favorite YouTube channels. He posts a video. Once every, like, I'm talking three months, um, but he, he does, uh, he's big into miniatures and statues and stuff like that. And he reviews a lot of, uh, the sets and stuff that you can get. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, is it Bardic Broadcast? And he's got one of my favorite. Yes, it is. Okay. So one of my favorite videos on YouTube period is by this guy, and it's called Why Hero Quest is So Great. And Hero Quest is one of these kind of tabletop figurine, you know, type type deals. Um, and that video, if you can look it up, his name is Bardic Broadcasts. It's I'm pretty sure he's an Aussie. He's got a hell of a beard, and he's one of the funniest. Like how he even delivers on some of this shit is beyond me. But he's just so freaking funny to me and that video why hero quest is so great one of my top 10 youtube videos i found it randomly like i don't know six seven months ago and every time he posts a video now i have to watch it because it's funny but he's also super crazy knowledgeable about all this stuff he's really into the artists that do the box cover work he's into the guys that do the uh the actual uh production for the figurines and everything it's an uh, it's an awesome channel and you should definitely Check it out for the one video every six months <laughs> that he that he puts out. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Je- are you watching the video right now, Jeff? Or yeah, did you just- yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I was just checking him out. Oh, it's fucking hilarious, dude! Watch it after the po- the podcast. You're gonna crack up. He's an absolute. He's an absolute legend. Um, so like, yeah. So I, I'll watch people like him who are super into it, and I love I love that that stuff exists because uh, of the amazing art that people do with with those figurines and whatnot. But. I'd just be, it'd be over. I'd be game over. I'm already a hermit. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be dead. You'd find me passed out at my dining room table, surrounded by figurines and paint. I'd be, How'd I'd be uh, game over. Paint fumes. <laughs> it'd be all over, but the crying with your, uh, with your Atari hat on. <laughs> music. <laughs> it's got this Atari hat. It's playing 808s and heartbreak, and that's fucking that's what it's got. Uh, but yeah, what about what about you, Mister Black? Do you ever see yourself like now that you have the the no. the money to spend on it? Do you think you could you could ever see yourself getting into buying some of the figures? Right now, I don't have the money to spend on anything. Ask me again in about three <laughs> to six months. I'll sh- I should be good. But no, you know what, man? Honestly, board games and shit. It just doesn't. It, it it doesn't do it's it for so, me. You I, need social people for that. Like I, if if I had a bunch of friends over and we wanted to bring out Monopoly, I'd have a fucking blast and I'd be overly competitive. But things <laughs> like you know painting things and hanging out and doing that sort of shit, and I like the idea of it, but it's just not for me. I I would much mm. rather play like Hearthstone on the computer or on my phone. Pardon me, than than actually play the physical thing. It's just it's just not for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 
All right, Panic, you get to pick. You get you get a follow up because you're only here for oh. so long. So you get you get to dip back in. Alrighty, that was another one I saw, which uh, this is probably more relevant to the other people. Um, based on what we've seen recent in recent news, I'm going to take this one from Sergeant Dragon. What okay. are your favorite bands? If that's too general, what are some of your favorite brands from different genres? Favorite metal, rock, pop artists. Also for Adam specifically, why wouldn't you record yourself singing She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy by Kenny Chesney for me? Oh, Emma. God. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Something, I hate something, modern. I, uh, I, 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 music there are very sucks, few bro. things that, that, that I will say that I hate and actually mean it. Like, you know, hate is a str- like love. Hate and it's love are, are, are oft thrown around words that should be reserved for very specific times, but they're overused. I truly, unequivocally, fucking hate modern country music to lengths yeah. I didn't know yeah. were capable for something <laughs> oh, yeah. like a media. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's so bad like beyond shit there's there is there is like bad rap music that's like really shit as well and everything but there's also like really good rap all modern country music i can say this confidently is shit pure unadulterated not from concentrate a missing child is on the side of the curtain shit just yeah. garbage There is good country music that has happened, but all of it has happened so long ago now. The day of Garth Brooks. Whatever whatever country music that exists now resembles nothing of what actual country music or what I consider to even be country music, honest to God. Like, I can... There's a radio station here in, in Halifax that plays a whole bunch of old country music, and I can listen to that all day, I'm not going to love it, but it doesn't kill me. And if you put on modern country music for more than five minutes, I'm already ready to take my own life. I can't do it. It's so fucking bad. I think the I last that has nothing to do with the question. Or the, but yeah, the, the last country band that I enjoyed was the Rascal Flats. They have a few good songs I like, but I'm not like going out and searching for their shit. But to answer the question... My favorite uh, band, and I'm not just saying this, um, it's always been Linkin Park. Uh, yeah. It had, it had always been, um, I would have, there, there is, I always told myself that there is two concerts that I wanted to see in my lifetime. Linkin Park always came up, and Michael Jackson always came up. Those were the two. I, I, I have I'll to be honest. to see them next week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Sad yeah. about that. Um, I would have loved to um to have seen uh Michael and and Lincoln mainly because they are one of the they are the the musicians that I watched do live that I I would prefer to watch them live than their regular ass songs. You know, when I went to go watch Lincoln Park, uh, you know, that Texas concert. I think I've watched that like a hundred thousand times on YouTube from start to finish. Lincoln Park was just so good. I ha- I'll be honest, I haven't been a fan of them 
for the a while. Stuff hasn't been amazing, yeah. but even then, like going back and listening to their older stuff. Yeah, like, I listened to their stuff all day today. You know, it was just yeah. nostalgic, so I listened to it all day today, and I it wasn't there were no bad songs. Yeah, they're all good. Oh, Meteoro is incredible. Yeah. The 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 reanimation was was incredible. Um, the Jay Z uh, collaborative work, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it was just fire after fire after fire. So Lincoln Park definitely would be the number one band I would have loved to have seen live. And to be honest with you, I I probably eventually would have seen them. Like if 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 there was an opportunity where they were performing relatively close, uh, or if I was in Las Vegas and they had a show, or I had lined something up, they would be have been a band that I would have went out and, and saw. Like I I would have never have thought that Chester would have passed away so soon. And if I obviously if I would have known uh, the band either something bad would have happened or the band was going to break up, I would have made it a mission to have seen them years ago. But you just don't. You just don't think of those you things. You don't expect it. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't expect that. So, um, you know, it's kind of a wake up call for me too because I was the same way with Michael Jackson. Now, Michael Jackson, obviously, I was too young to be able to like go to a Michael concert. Like, I didn't have the money to go do it. I couldn't like get on a plane and go check out Michael. And then by the time I was a teenager and then a young adult, like he had all kinds of fucking problems, and it was like it just wasn't. There was no time in which I could have actually went and saw Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, it, it wasn't something that could happen in our lifetime. Exactly, for us. but I'm going to say right now, definitively, this is a wake up call for me. Um, if there is a band that I love, or a group that I love, or an artist that I love, I am going to make an effort to go and see them because we just don't know when that opportunity will go away. And it's like, you know, it, it sucks because I. I it sucks not only because it's a tragedy and um you know it's it's horrible but it it's it's it just sucks I never had an opportunity to experience um that show cuz I know it would have been amazing so Lincoln Park number 1 How about you And Adam? I would have said I would have said the exact same thing last week swear to god Yeah I don't, I when it comes to to any kind of media, whether it's music or uh, movies or you know whatever games, um, I have never been the type of guy that latches on to like one. It like in this case band. Like I my my taste is so broad, and and what I want to listen to at any given time is is tends to bounce around so much that it's difficult for me to say that any particular band or even just single person, um, which is more likely for me, because I have always listened to, to, you know, singular artists, not people that are necessarily part of bands. Um, it's really difficult for me to pick, like, favorites that way. I could name, like, like we've done in the past, I can name songs and stuff that I'll I'll put, and the list is just so fucking all over the place for the same reasons that it would be very difficult for me to pick a... A band. I mean, if I was, if I, if I altered the question a bit and said, you know, who, who would I like, whether it was a band or otherwise, to see live? Like, if I had that, I guess, if that was my option, um, 
Rush would be really high on that list. I would fucking love to see Rush. I missed the opportunity to see them when they were here. In, yeah, they were here uh, in Halifax. Um, and uh, so you know that would have been that would have been really really sweet. Uh, I would um, I would love to see Stevie Wonder live. Would be fucking amazing. Uh, my mom yeah. saw Stevie Wonder live front row when she was younger, and I was like, "Oh my god, Let's that would have go. been friggin' badass!" I want to go see Stevie Wonder. Maybe not up front because I ain't gonna have the money, but I'll go see Stevie <laughs> Wonder uh, in concert. Uh, Eric Clapton is another one that I can listen to almost any song by Eric Clapton and uh, and fucking love it. Uh, but there's not really like a band that I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, that's the one." Um, cause I'm just, I'm way too, I'm way too varied. I'm scattered with, with my music. I'll, I change every five minutes. Uh, so I, I can't really lock in on somebody, but Lincoln park, obviously just, I guess for topical sake, Lincoln park is, is, uh, probably in the last 20 years, one of the most influential bands, uh, that, that, uh, that came out and, uh, you know, obviously, incredibly sad. What what happened? It was, it was, it was Chris, right? Yep. Um, Chester. Chester. Sorry. Um, it tells you tells you how much I fucking know about Lincoln Park. Um, but you know, incredibly, incredibly sad. Uh, for a number of reasons, but it also shows you, for example, that the music that a lot of people grew up on with Lincoln Park the angsty whatever when everybody was that age where everybody wanted to be angsty teenagers and every and all of their problems were reflected in Linkin Park songs uh usually when something is really good and it happens in that space it means it's coming from somewhere and so it's now it, and it's funny how sometimes it takes an artist passing away before people will make that connection uh, but now, for example, with some of the more recent songs that they've done, people are saying, holy shit, you know, this song makes so much more sense now, uh, that Chris is gone or Chris, Chris, Jesus, Adam, uh, that Chester's gone and, and done this. I don't know why I have Chris on my, on my brain right now, uh, that Chester, <laughs> Chester, you know, did this. Uh, now it all makes, it all makes sense. Um, but Linkin Park, especially their early albums, absolutely amazing. I can remember entire months at a time where Jeff and I would be on repeat, uh, the albums just over and over and over and over and over and over again into freaking getting, I want to get a turntable just so I can get the vinyl hybrid theory. Cause I actually listened to a vinyl hybrid theory a while ago and it was actually a good experience. So I'm like, I was like, I kind of want to get that again. And that's like one of the first ones that I thought about when I was like, Oh, good work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it was definitely, a uh, Ashamed to be sure. The thing that I thought of most, actually, um, or one of the first things that came to mind when when that happened was um, uh, the crossovers and stuff that they did uh, with Jay Z, uh, and they did they did some of that work, and that was really really good stuff. And they had a live a live concert that they did together, and I wa- went back and watched uh, some of that stuff um, uh, as well. And just, just fantastic band. And it's, and it's ob- more obvious now to people than it would have been before that all of this music that, you know, had, uh, had such feeling to it obviously came from, from shit that was stuck up in the heads of the guys that were performing it for you. So, um, and this, this hit it around the same time, in very similar ways to me, not to derail this entirely, but just to wrap this up it, when Rob Williams passed away, and and it brought to light for everybody once again 
that uh, the the people that entertain you and are the are, are particularly good at hiding it tend to be the the most uh, the most messed up people. And so uh, it's it, I just wish that it didn't always take a a star passing away or taking their life for that to be on the minds of people all the time. Uh, but I guess if it was on the minds of people all the time, then they wouldn't be able to entertain because everybody would just be paranoid that they're going to off themselves. Uh, so I guess there's some some upside and downside to that. But yeah, definitely Linkin Park, amazing for sure. But I don't personally have a band that I can I can pick out. Was that your your pick, Panic, Linkin Park? Uh, Linkin Park is, again, I kind of oscillate, but I have three that I would go with depending on the mood. Um, Swedish House Mafia. Um, when I'm in an electronic mm-hmm. mood, Linkin Park is one of my like go-to rock, hip-hop mishmash bands, and then probably Rush, is they're just classic. Hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. I I, de- I desperately at some point need to, to see Rush in concert for sure. Just as a Canadian, I feel like I'm doing them a disservice <laughs> if I don't go to a Rush concert. Uh, but, uh, and that's not, you know, notwithstanding the fact that they're, you know, technically speaking, possibly the greatest band to have ever been assembled. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there, there you go. There you go. That's a, that's a solid wrap up to that. Mr. Black, you got a question on deck, sir? Um, any good tips on books slash Mm. what are your favorite books? Oh, Panic's read about 90 in the last five days, so I'm sure he's probably got a couple of, of suggestions. <laughs> this dude, this dude, when he was here in Halifax, only here for 48 hours, and I don't think I saw yeah, the yeah, Kindle leave his side. <laughs> I read six books while I was in Halifax, bro. It just doesn't even make sense to me. I can't read six picture books in fucking 48 hours, <laughs> let alone, let alone full-blown books. Uh, so what are your um, what are your suggestions, Panic? I mean, honestly, I read a lot of trashy sci-fi um, and a lot of um, more realistic books. Um, in terms of nonfiction, if you're looking for like mentality and mindset type books, um, I'd look at the Ryan Holiday stuff. Uh, Ego is the enemy. Um, that's actually a really good book. Um, I forgot the title of his other book. Um, but they were both really helpful when I was going through a rough patch a couple of months ago. Um, they kind of help you like refocus how you think about things and kind of how to push through and move forward. Um, and they're not like depressing books or anything. They're just interesting ways to kind of reevaluate how you think about things. Self-help books. I wouldn't even say it was self-help. Um, and then another good one, which is not a self-help book, was Elon Musk's biography. Really friggin' good book also really inspiring and kind of shows you kind of where he's coming from and it kind of gives context to where he's going and it's inspiring, which is good. Um, from a trashy sci-fi side of things, um, I do not recommend reading any of the books that I read while I was in Halifax. The more I think about them, the more I'm like, <laughs> these are just not that good. Um, I'm just going to have to finish the series for the sake of finishing it. But um, I would highly recommend, it's a three-book series by um, Anne Leckie, I believe called ancillary justice um or in the ancillary series um it's really good i really enjoyed reading it i read that recently and then i reread it because it i enjoyed it thoroughly okay, okay. what about what you, you mr black um 
And, uh, we can include audiobooks from your end because I know you've been you've been. Oh yeah, dude, I don't fucking. Through those. I I'm dyslexic and I have a hard like I just I can read fine, but it just it's I'm it's a slow it's process because I have to I read something and I read it backwards and I have to reread the line and it's just you know it's just not fun. Audiobooks have just been a, a godsend. Um, probably my favorite out of the books that I've listened to in the last three months. I would say um, Seller Be Sold uh, by Grant Cardone, uh, who is a entrepreneur. And this book is all about sales. It's all about um, getting the sale, understanding the sale, and not only selling in terms of selling a product, but selling yourself. And also selling Selling is, is everywhere. So, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, it's a transaction, you know? You're you're presenting something, they're presenting something. It's it's a it's sort of a transaction. You're constantly selling. You're you're selling whatever, you know? We're selling this podcast. We're selling everything is being sold all the time. So, it's not when you when you hear seller be sold, it, it, it's it's that thing where it's like you better sell or you're going to be the one who's being sold. You know, it's either you're going to be the seller or you're going to be the guy on the other end that is going to be the one receiving the shit. Um, so I love it. Go pick it up. It, it's just hard to explain. Um, it's just it puts it into perspective. I've learned so much about sales. I mean, it goes it goes deep into sales and like physically selling things and 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 um you know going after you know for in my case going after sponsors going after things and just you know the the callbacks and the the mindset and the rejection and the failure and the everything um one of the best things i've ever listened to and i highly 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 suggest it to anybody even if you're not in sales you're going to learn something even about yourself in terms of how you present yourself. Even when you're not selling, it's how do people perceive you and, and the way you carry yourself, um, the way you dress, the way you look, everything. You're selling constantly and you're being sold constantly, um, looking out for advertisements and the things that people do and say and your uh, your um, perception on certain things. So. Go go listen to it. It's a great it's a great audio read too because it's the actual guy who does the 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 audio book. He's very animated. He's easy to listen to, uh, and he also ad libs a lot as well. You can tell he really gets into the material, and then he just kind of goes a little bit, and then he gets more focused and back to the material. So um, I think it was like actually I'll pull it up here. I think it was like a ten hour book. So I would say uh, before Adam jumps in, um, personally, I think. Books in general have been kind of like a dying media, and it's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where people are now just getting everything instantly on the internet. But there's something to be said for picking a book that's focused on a topic, be it fiction, nonfiction, or something, and then you disconnecting and then focusing on that, absorbing yep. it and understanding it. And Holy. I feel like for anyone, even if you're listening to this podcast, um, is picking up a book or picking up an audio book and listening to it end-to-end in some way, shape, or form is a huge favor that you can do for yourself. It's, it's one of the best ways. it's an accomplishment. 
Yeah, it's, it's the best way feeling. to learn. It's the best way to learn something. It's a really good way to learn something at your own pace, get understanding, get comprehension. It's a good skill to have to be able to pick something up, read it, understand it, and process it, and to come up with your own opinion on it. And yeah, I feel like and that's I, a skill that's missing nowadays from a lot of people. I've gone I've gone through six five books in the last six weeks, and um they they're all different things, you know. I listen to one about sales. I listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's newest book. Um, another one by Grant Cardone, uh, "Be Obsessed or Be Average," um, which will all which also um goes back to the Civil War last week, where you know I am <laughs> I am gazelle intense. I don't I don't there there anything people just don't get in my way of of thinking. And I, I, you know, uh, that if you listen to that book, you can kind of see why I just click with the material um, very, very much so. Um, I listened to a book about retirement and uh, how to properly invest and save in retirement. And, and I learned everything about the American 401k and um, all their policies, even though I'm not American, just to just to know. I listened to a book about the stock market and how all that shit works and Wall Street and everything. Listen to books about uh, real estate, the housing market in the U.S., the housing market in Canada. Listen to um, almost all except for uh, Barbara, whatever her name is, uh, from the Shark the Shark Tank. The real estate, real estate the real one. estate one. I didn't listen to hers yet, but I listened to all the other people from the Shark Tank, all their books. Um, yeah, so you can just kind of see the material that I listen to. It's very entrepreneurial, very business related. Um, because that's all the stuff I'm interested in and I want to be fully prepared for, uh, what comes after what I'm doing now. And I want to have options and I want to be educated on many things and, uh, yeah, I want to create my own path. So, yeah. And yes, I do take notes. Um, I do have notepads. So every time I listen to a book, I have, uh, a notepad for each specific book. A couple of them I didn't leave notes, but a lot of the ones for Seller Be Sold, I definitely took a lot of notes for those. Um, and uh, also with some retirement stuff. And uh, I'll be honest, I I also listen to books um, on behalf of some of, for some of my friends and family. So if people have asked me things, because a lot of people in my life, believe it or not, they come to me because um, they feel as though I got my shit together and, and uh, you know, uh, I've you know i made that analogy if you want to if you want to lose weight you don't ask somebody who's overweight how to lose weight you 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 emulate somebody that's been doing it um that is in a, in a, in a great shape so you know people will come to me with questions that they think or that they see or how i perceive or how i sell that i am successful in and so they come to me and they ask questions if there is something that i don't know then I typically like to go and listen to a book about that. And then not only will I educate myself that then the next time I can speak to them because most people are pretty lazy um, and um, they're very instant gratification. And so am I in a lot of ways. Um, so they chances are they never went and did the research. They asked me and if I didn't have an answer, they probably just want to went along with their day. So I just went and when I don't know something, that interests me has to be something that I'm interested in. Then I'll go out and do it. You know, if Adam were to ask me, you know, Jeff, can you tell me about, you know, um, fucking trains? 
And I'd be like, dude, I don't know shit about trains. And to be honest with you, I've always wanted I, to fuck a train personally. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I don't, uh, I, I don't care. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, I ought to go to audible.com and use one of my book credits to uh, go and check out about trains so I can be Mr. Know-it-all. But if there's really something about, you know, the real estate or the, you know, that, that type of world, I'll get right into it. Yeah, I've only I've only recently uh, just taken up the charge of of getting back into reading. I used to read like prolifically when I was younger. Um, same and college the, it's the exact same story. So like I used to read all the time. Uh, it was something I did every night before I went to bed, uh, uh, which was great for a number of reasons. One, you know, reading is just is, is just fantastic as it, as it, as it is. Um, but it was also a great sleep aid. It's something that you do before you bed and it puts you in for whatever, yeah. whatever it is about reading. It slows it, you down. It, it slows you down and it gets you, uh, you know, ready for sleep. And so it was, it was a nice thing to, to have. And I did that all the way up. Then university hit and I never, after I finished university, I never wanted to read again. Like I was like, I fuck, I just don't. <laughs> Rightfully I so. Had, I just had like 15 grand worth of textbooks in a garbage bag. And I was like, I don't want to fucking see any of this shit anymore. Just get out of here. Oh, I don't want to read anymore. Read 400 just, pages before Tuesday. Yeah, what exactly. And I'm it's like. Monday. It's Monday. Good luck. And you're like, all right, great. Uh, so I, that university really turned me off reading like a, a great deal um and four years uh, after college it, to get back into reading yeah part of it too was when i was in university yeah you have to in business you have to take here anyway i don't know what it's like other places you have to take um one english course not the language but you're you're studying like literature like um, written english and, and whatnot written written english uh and so the prof I had for that was a real, a real dick. Um, and he, he had a really shit way of teaching and he had a really shit outlook on how to absorb the books that you read. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, and you were forced to think like him for an entire semester. Uh, he was the, he was the, Oh, those are the worst. He was a prof that said outright at the beginning of the semester, uh, nobody will get an A in this class. And that yeah, was it. He just sent the benchmark immediately. And I was yeah. like, great, this is a fucking awesome class, right? Like, just not off to a great start. And then, if you didn't answer something exactly how he would process it, you were wrong. So, for an entire semester, I had to turn myself into, uh, in, into this dude. Uh, and I was reading all these, you know, novels and Shakespeare and all this whatever. Uh, and analyzing, you know, modern and old poetry and all whatever I, was, I did for that whole semester. And then I just... That on top of the the university textbook read, I was just done with reading. I was like, I, this is, I have no enjoyment for this shit anymore. Uh, and I stopped. And I, honest to God, I, I might have read since I graduated. I might have read three books in the five. What what would it be now? Five years since I've graduated. Six I years. Read three books oh, this that's week. That's it. Bro. Just five years. Six years. Six years. It would be okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, six years this year. So yeah, so that that really turned me off. But so I just recently though I, I sat there. It was funny because it wasn't necessarily my thought at the time. My my cousin Ben, who I love to death, probably the most genuine individual on the planet. He can't he can't be anything but just fucking. He's just Ben. 
and he uh, he he'd moved out and he was he was he's becoming a, a teacher and uh, and um, the grandmother that lives with my parents uh, nanny is what we we call her uh, she's the queen queen of the family she's 90, 94 years old and has been two years worth of heart failure and she refuses to die she said she said to me the other day when I was over there she said I'm pretty sure God forgot about me. Uh, and I'm just here now and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, uh, so, but she's, she's, she's sharp as fuck. She like is sharp. Super, like super, she's 94 years old, heart failure. She can't yeah. say more than five words without losing her breath. And she's so fucking smart. And, uh, she, she didn't graduate high school. Uh, when, when she was younger, she never finished schooling and then oh, wow. went to work for a, a bank later on. And so she's a number cruncher too. Like she'll sit there and you'll, and she's faster than me with a godforsaken fucking calculator. And, and Ben was looking at this going, what is it about Nan at 94 years old that she is so sharp? You know, people in their seventies are already like losing it. And they're they're people off in their la la twenties are not that sharp yeah. at times from whatever. And so Ben was like, "What is it?" And he said, "I and he and he said he was laying in bed one night. He's like, I and he said it dawned on him. He's like, holy shit, I know what it is. She never stops reading. She's constantly reading. When you're 94 and in heart failure and you can't barely walk or do anything, there's you only so much you can do. And so she reads not so. I mean, she read her whole life anyway. She was an avid reader her whole life to begin with. But now that she's, you know, her world is is this small, right? Like it's tiny. It's it's her bedroom to her chair in the living room, and that's it. She reads non fucking stop. And so Ben, when Ben said that, I was like, you know what? As stupid as it is, that's totally that's it. fucking it. Definitely, that is it. That's what the keeps thing. Going and I, too, man. It's just what keeps and, keeps everything. Like my other you know. grandmother who's also re- like a reader like crazy. She's the type that will finish a crossword in five minutes and I can't even get one fucking word in the entire crossword. She'd be given, there'd be times where she would, uh, she would give grocery bags, or not grocery bags, the garbage bags full of books to take home to Nan when we would visit her and we'd go back. And within a week, this whole fucking garbage bag would just be done. And I was like, who are you? You're fucking... You can't even see across the room for the TV and you've blasted through like 40 books in seven days. <laughs> and that's what it is. So I said to myself, you know, just recently, I have to start reading again. I, I have to get back into the habit and, and do it because it's, like it's a an Kobo or a Kindle. And like, I bought a like Kindle. Other- yeah. So I bought a Kindle. So Amazon Prime Day or whatever, which is the shittiest sale in the history of big box store sales is whatever. They had some good they sales had- on their own stuff. They had their on their own shit. Their their Kindle stuff was a was sick deal. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna buy a Kindle. So I did, and it came in. And the first thing I did was buy all the books that I already bought in hard copy that I won't pick up in the fucking hard copy and wow. bought it on the Kindle. Because you know they're like they're like two dollars on Kindle. It's like fucking whatever, right? So I just buy buy these books. And last night, first time. I lay down, even at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's about 1,000 degrees in my room. And I'm laying down in bed. I'm sweating to death. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to read. And I get my Kindle. And I open it up. And I start reading a book. And I was like, this is this is good. I like this again. And it was it was like a miracle. Because I, I never you liked reading cool for so long. You cool down period to like get back into like, I'm, I'm ready to read again. Six fucking years, apparently, is what it took. Yeah, mine was four or five years before again. I was like, I'm going to read for fun. Oh, my God. 
God. So, so I say all that to say, I honestly, I can't really sit here and recommend you a bunch of shit because I haven't read for six friggin' years. Go I mean, I've read a guide to the galaxy. I've read, a, I've read a couple of books. I mean, the ones, uh, the ones that I've read, I've read the what's called the Mist Reader, which was Rand Miller, who's one of the brothers that made the Mist series of of games that were the games were based on the book, and that's actually you know surprisingly good. All the books in that reader, it's like a thousand pages or something is actually really good, and, and uh, I can recommend that for sure. I tried getting into Wheel of Time. Couldn't fucking do it. It's hard for some people to get into. Coincidentally, I opened up Mistborn uh, Trilogy last night, and it seems like I might actually be able to read this one, which is ironic Sanderson's because good. Sanderson is, you know, so uh, so I'm, I'm trying that. Uh, and for science fiction people out there, uh, not that you would need me to tell you this, but uh, Arthur C. Clarke, read all of his shit. <laughs> all every book, Arthur C. Clarke. I mean, pre pre late eighties, early nineties, when he had to get help from I can't remember the the co author that started taking up a lot of the work now. Uh, but he started losing it. Obviously, he was getting up there quite a bit. But Arthur C. Clarke, ten out of ten. Go read all of his early stuff, and and that's all I can I can add to that. Okay. There you go. Good, good, good. That's 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 my bag. I guess it's my my turn to yeah to pick, pick a one. question, isn't it? This is the last one I can hop in for. Yeah, I'm uh, like I'm dying too. So, so this will actually be a regular. This will be the last. This, this will be the alpha. last. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the last. It'll be the last question. Um, hmm. I I was actually going to pick the book one coincidentally, and then Jeff ah. picked the pick the book <laughs> one. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is a relatively quick and easy one, I guess. Uh, Matt Hagen asks, "Who would who would play you in a movie about your life?" Mm. <laughs> if it's a bit of a thinker, I mean, the answer isn't too long, but it's a bit of a thinker. I don't know if I I don't know if I have immediately somebody off the top of my head that I could I could think of. Um, uh, go on, racist. Uh, fuck you're, either Aziz Ansari or Cal Penn. <laughs> Aziz, I don't I don't see that. Dude, I am like, sarcastic uh, as hell. I suppose, but it's just he's just so different than you. Yeah, uh, Cal Penn, I think could work though. Hmm. Yeah, I could see. Man. That. Cal Penn, I could definitely see more than he's Aziz. super legit now too. He worked yeah. in the White House for a couple of years. He does a whole lot of useful things. He's he's productive. Um, I I actually don't know. Like I'm trying to think of somebody. I I I would say for me is probably Kevin Hart. No, don't see it. You don't see Kevin Hart. No, I just feel like I feel I'm just yeah. Someone just said in chat too, Kevin Hart. I just I I feel like if I were to just be a little bit more over exaggerated version of myself that I I think Kevin Hart could do I think Kevin Hart could represent me pretty well. I don't know. Gonna, maybe maybe Kevin can't. maybe Kevin Hart before he was uber famous. I'm going to ignore body dimensions on this cuz it's not really like fucking I'm just going to go for personality uh wise I guess. Um you guys are going to laugh about this one. Owen Wilson. 
<laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I watched wow. the video today wow. uh, last night on, wow. on YouTube wow. with the Star Wars the Star Wars lightsaber Did fight. I send that and to it, you earlier, like, Adam? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, wow. I think I think I think that's it. And then my serious my serious side is Woody Harrelson, and then the funny side is Owen Wilson. So if you had a hybrid o- Owen Wilson Woody Harrelson, I think you that's know what Matthew McConaughey. And sprinkle sprinkle. I was going to say a little bit of Matthew McConaughey, but if you sprinkled a little bit of Matthew and maybe a little bit of um, oh Bill God, Murray, this- sprinkle a little Bur- Bill Murray's like deadpan bullshit. The, the fucking like that's. But I, if I only had to pick one. Owen Wilson. You know what? Uh, um, the guy in chat, I think, got Jeff better for who I think will play him. Egan Michael Key. Ooh. Ooh there it is. Yeah, yeah, that's I think it. he's, yeah, better, yeah, he's yeah, better than yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah, definitely. Definitely better than Kevin Hart. I agree. I think uh, for me, for more of a serious, I think Will Smith is probably, you know, there's still a little goofy, no but Denzel. even when serious. No, nah, no, I'm not that stoic. I would say, I would say like... Uh, yeah, Throwing some Samuel uh, you know what? Jackson in there. Keegan Keegan is probably the one. Cap said Nicholas Cage for me. I should oh, be Nicholas Cage. <laughs> you kind of you kind of do have that. I could do that. I could do it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't even care. I, I think Nick Cage Nicholas Cage looks sane. You make him look sane. I think, uh, I think I think I like Nicolas Cage. I can't hate on the guy. I, he just he doesn't he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. He'll take whatever for a check, and he just does his. He goes in, he does it, gets the <laughs> fuck out. It is what it yeah. is. I yeah. still need to see. You know the one Nick Cage movie I need to see that's been bugging me forever. I need to see Lord of War. That's I, actually I a pretty decent one. I don't. I don't. That's think I've seen that's that. that's, that's why I'm, that's why I want to see it. It's supposed to be Nick Cage's like like one of Nick Cage's really good. Uh, he didn't fuck deals, up in you know, it. It wasn't a movie that he took because he wanted a paycheck. It was like he actually put some effort in <laughs> and did. It wasn't okay. The Wicker Man. Not the beast. Okay. What, is, what is it? Lord what? Lord of, Lord War. of War. He's an arms Lord dealer, of- pretty much. And it's, it's got a bunch of stuff. It's got oh, a bunch wow. of things. So it's rated really well. Yeah, it did well. It was a yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, let me go ahead and was... bookmark this. Oh, Jared yeah. Leto's in it, too. All right. I'll watch it, boys. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I need to see it, it too. The only reason I haven't seen it yet is because I don't have a lot of free time and Gabs hates. And I mean fucking hates Nicolas Cage, like with a passion. Like she has a she has a she has a gag reflex every time Nicolas Cage is mentioned or or shows up on TV. It's like uh Nicholas Nicholas Cage. That and uh she has a couple of others too that she can't see. like Kevin Bacon, I think is one of them. She can't look at Kevin, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Should go watch Hollow Man. One of the worst movies ever by Kevin Bacon. Oh, God, Hollow Man, so bad. They're not very good. They're not very good. No, Uh, I can see that. I can definitely see uh, Nicolas Cage. I'm going to go see this movie. It looks pretty pretty decent. Face off. Face off is definitely my favorite Nicolas Cage movie for sure. I I don't think I've seen that either. The Rock, yeah, The Rock is good. Is Face Off good? I've never actually seen Face Off either. Oh, God, of course, dude. It's quintessential 90s action. John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. it's not even it's so not even ridiculous. like guilty pleasure good. Like it's ridiculous. just fucking good. Just good. See, that's what that's what but, that's what kind of saddens me about Nicolas Cage is I know he's got it in him to do fucking awesome movies, and now he's just I, like I think he was a good '90s movie star. I don't yeah. think I just think movies have changed too much, and he hasn't evolved at all, and so he doesn't yeah. have that 
He doesn't have that like Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger swag, you know that that type of star power where he could just probably make movies for generations and people <laughs> would just love to see him. Nicolas Cage is just kind of meh. He's kind of like you know, he's like a little bit lesser of a Jason Statham. You know, you can. Mm. Y- y- I don't think he'll ever be a movie star like a like in terms of making constant like consistent good movies is gonna be like taking paychecks and like doing b-rated movies. you know what my favorite fact about nicholas cage was he was almost superman they actually have test footage of that yep you can you can watch there's a whole documentary on it actually which is great can you can you imagine nicholas cage's like what i'm wondering is how the fuck did he get that far into casting like how the shit did Nicolas Cage get that was so far? He had a lot of star power at the time, and they wanted like a big star to run it. And then they realized this movie is going to be terrible. Oh, oh Miyagi said, uh, um, "Harold, uh, how do you pronounce that?" Uh, Harold uh, Ramis? No, no uh, <laughs> yeah, the the guy, the guy from the guy from Lost and uh, Oz. Oh yeah, the uh, black dude. Dude, I, I fucking look like that guy too. Like, I I feel like I'm gonna that. look like this what dude. What about John Boyega as Jeffrey Johnston? <laughs> I I think I think John Boyega is like is like a young version of this dude. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm I can actually I can <laughs> actually see Shia LaBeouf as Adam. Uh, you know what? I've heard <laughs> so many people say I look like Shia LaBeouf so many what? times. It's what about ridiculous. Shia LaBeouf and blackface to be Jeff? I think he could pull it really? off. Were they all high? I don't see Shia LaBeouf in you at all. Not I, even you know a what? little bit. There was one picture that somebody sent me, and I looked like Shia LaBeouf, and I haven't ever since. I I haven't seen it, but yeah, no. Make it happen. Just do it. Just do it. Oh my God, Liam no. Hemsworth for Adam Mark. You're giving no. me way I think too much Keegan, credit, bro. I think Keegan is probably the is <laughs> the Keegan works. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one. I can see that. That's too funny. That's too funny. So, yeah. was, well, I, I, I like it. that question. That was that was good. That was good. We're gonna wrap it up there because Panic has to, uh, to to head out and Jeff is about to die. Um, yeah, I really. Need I think. It's been a long I think the both everyone. of us. I think the both of us need to to see Lord of War now. Uh, I think that needs to to happen. I need I'm to. I need to. Gonna go on my Android box right now in bed, and if it's on there, I'm watching it tonight. Oh shit! I wonder if I can convince Gabs. Probably not, but I can. A man can dream. You never um, know. It could happen. It's not a t- it's not a typical uh, Gabs. If you're listening, it is not a typical Nicolas Cage movie. Um, it plays out still more Nicolas like Cage. yeah, it plays like a more serious <laughs> movie. He's not nuts. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> couldn't let that go, but it's still Nicolas Cage. It's still Nicolas Cage. Look, man, Gone Sixty Seconds still one of my favorite movies. I can't fucking get away from it. It's so it's so it's a guilty pleasure. Adam, it's so just bad. put it it's on good. your tablet. Watch it in bed. Kind of steer it away. I'll put from it. Gabs. I'll put it on my Kindle. Just put it away from Gabs. <laughs> put on some headphones. All right, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you uh, so much for listening uh, again. I because I keep I keep forgetting, but I don't think it's changed because I don't I haven't I haven't seen Patreon like we've we added people but we haven't. Time. Yeah, but I don't think any of the the. Any of the we producers have changed. 400 Patreons, though, so that's pretty yeah. big. We did. We're up above Thank 400 you, Patreons. everyone who is you yes. know, helping out on Patreon. Can't emphasize Absolutely. how much we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I actually sent the uh, box of, excuse me, signed posters out today. 
to me. Uh, we split a bunch to uh, send a bunch to panic because we found out that uh, me sending a, sending them out from here was a terrible life choice for everyone involved. So I'm going to be carrying uh, the the uh, the weight of, the of just sending out the north. Canadian, the Great White North, and then for everyone else, there's Mastercard and Panic, and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's how that's going to go. So uh, we're going to finally be getting that stuff out to you guys. Once it's shipped, it's going to take like no time to get to people unless you live in like I don't know Antarctica or some shit. But uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being on that Patreon train. We'll also have the pictures and stuff up too. There's going to be a big you know schmeal deal about that and then i'm i'm gonna also get in and uh, start talking to some people in the community about uh doing up i think panic are going to work on the github to get a move on on the website rehaul so we can get the website also tackled so lots of uh things going to be happening within technical alpha over the course of the next uh, month or two ladies and gentlemen thank you so much jetrix i believe is still up there in the in the mm. in the big dick club <clears throat> uh and we also have to thank give you. a big shout out to Joe McDong, who probably, given the name, probably also hung. I mean, really, who else mm. names themselves that otherwise? Sir Holmes, Postal Panda, Jamaican Jazz, Adam B., Toad of Steel, Naley, J.A., Derek P., Fry C., and Ice Wolfie, all legends. Thank you guys so much. And everybody else, really, that's on Patreon, honest to God, just fucking whatever. Every one of you, a bunch of legends, getting closer and closer, edging ever so close to the 5,000 mark, at which point... Uh, we actually had a bunch of people say they wanted to be D, uh, DMs for us for Dungeons and Dragons. We're getting it on YouTube. Ooh. We're getting it on my Twitter. We're getting it on Patreon. Everybody's like, I want to be the DM. We may, we may have to come up with like a reality TV show by J- Jerry Bruckheimer uh, where we put you all on an island and we decide who ends up being our, our dungeon master. <laughs> Just sit them in a room with me. I'll weed them out. Oh, it'll be, it'll be well, like get, Gordon Ramsay. Let's get to that 5K then. Let's get to that 5K. Yeah. If you guys are Absolutely. enjoying the podcast and you've got a dollar to spare, hit up hit up that Patreon and uh, let's get closer to that 5K. Let's do this Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. Well, it. ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again for listening. This has been another Technical Alpha podcast or the uh, side B, as it were. Uh, and we'll be seeing you guys next week here on Twitch. Same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, have a good one. And peace. We had a normal, lengthy podcast today. Holy shit. Shh, shh, we don't ruin it. Don't jinx it.